Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees and the darkness known as Adam. Adam, who is finally free. For that reason, I must warn you. Listener discretion is advised. After Adam's arrival in the fort, nature was silent and still. While nearly always dreary, the birds and deer never minded whether it was raining or not the way the townsfolk did. While most people sheltered inside, unable to take note of the peculiar stillness, 
Outside, nature had stopped in its tracks, waiting, watching. There was no cloud of evil that descended that day. There was no rain of blood. There was, however, a feeling of pressure. The pressure of something older, something dangerous purely by its innate nature, lurking behind every tree and under every rock. But most people only saw silence and stillness in the streets of the fort, as those townsfolk avoided the deluge of cold spring rain. As well as stillness in the woods, as nature avoided that which called itself Adam. Adam itself, or himself, drifted through the branches and boughs and then over eaves and gutters as it peered in windows and snuck through open doors. He watched as Ruth McMillan worked in her knit shop, as empty of customers as it usually was as she sat there in a chair by the window looking out into the bare street of the early morning. Then Adam watched as old farmer Alfie paced nervously in his farmhouse, still wearing his mud-caked boots, as he moved back and forth and then back and forth again until the pine wood floorboards were entirely caked and smeared in manure and dirt. Adam saw Mother Cyprian pounding that tiled, sterile floor of Riverside Sanatorium with her heels as she moved about looking for Brigida, who was hiding. Anyone else would have done as long as they could explain to her what exactly had become of Edith Blackleach, and how was it possible that she had been allowed to escape. Adam took a special perverse pleasure in watching Mildred, too, as she lurked about her home, behind closed curtains wasted away as she was completely clueless as to what had happened to her son, or rather the boy she had called her son. And then Adam made his way to Heaven Hill, where Reverend Albert was still sleeping off what would later be a tremendous hangover, and still completely oblivious to all that had happened out at the well. James sat huddled and curled in the basement of the church atop Heaven Hill, unable to look at himself in the light or to be looked upon as his last moments with Tom Pont played over and over in his head like some repetitious illness. Each time it seemed to finally clear from the slick gray matter of his brain, it sprouted up once more, keeping James locked in a prison constructed of the fragmented images and sensations of those final few seconds before pushing Tom to what he assumed was his death. Adam without body, and merely a whisper of darkness moved between the indiscernible places between the rays of light moved about the fort. He observed and watched without eyes, seeing only the silhouettes of people as Adam flitted across surfaces and through the air. He recognized their voices as they spoke in the privacy of their own homes. He'd met many of them as he peered out through Tom's eyes all those years. He felt Tom's affection for some and disdain for others. It seemed that Consuming Tom's mind had fused those human experiences in Adam not in his body, but in that unknowable shadowy presence he inhabited as he looked for a new, 
host. Dom's love and hate and fear had all left a lingering taste, and he found curiosity where before there had been only indifference. Indifference for all his many lifetimes. He'd never felt empathy, but... There it was, coursing through him as he digested Tom's thoughts and feelings. Would that change him? Could it make Adam more human? No. No, it only added a flare of excitement, a foreign thrill. As Adam observed each citizen of the fort, his mind bloomed in dark scenarios, what he could do or say to them, how he could turn them against each other. Oh, they were dark thoughts. Dark and delightful thoughts. Arriving at the base of Heaven Hill, slithering up the grass and stone steps, Adam entered the church, Reverend Albert's church. Adam moved through the cracks in the floorboards, zigzagging his way down the aisle, splitting the rows of pews and through the door behind the pulpit where it was darker, where his form could bloom in the shade. He arrived in the furnace room where the pit and crude staircase into the basement lay open, with its hatch door still missing. Inside, down in the cellar, he could hear desperate, shaky breaths. What are you hiding down there, friend? James opened his eyes and raised his face from where it had been firmly planted in his hands to hide his tears. Hello? Who's there? It was much darker in the small cellar than James remembered, and thoughts of the dark man he'd met before in that same cellar came to his mind in that moment. I'm... Adam. And... You're James, am I right? James said nothing. James, I've come to talk to you about what you did at the well with Tom when you pushed him. How he fell to his death bouncing off the stones and roots as he fell to the bottom of that unnecessarily deep place. I... I... I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you do. I know you do. I was there. I saw it all. You could say I... felt it all happen. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Spit fell onto his chin as he began to sob loudly at first and then falling into silence. Oh, why cry over broken bones? Accidents happen. 
simple as that. But what a shame it is that no one else will see it that way, though. from the cellar, eyes clear of the tears that had wet their lids just moments before, his head held up high, and a smirk that had been missing from his lips once again sat etched across his face. Hmm, freckles and red hair. Oh, ho, 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 ho. How familiar, just like his father. Oh, <laughs> this body will do. I must thank the reverend when I get a chance for feeding the boy so well. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, 
on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? Or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open? Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die? In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash the town whispers if you would like to support us in other ways please consider following us on facebook and instagram and on twitter at the town whispers or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts for more information on the show please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com i got the ghost of you inside of of you inside of my